whether here or live stream. Father, to come and to be in your presence, we thank you that you're not bound by time. You're not bound by space. You're not bound by glitches in the equipment. And we continue to put the enemy on notice. You have no place. You have no stronghold. We break it. We crush it. We smash it. We annihilate it right now in the name of Jesus. We release a peace and a freedom across this nation. We release a peace and a freedom across our families and our friends. Father, we thank you they're covered under the blood of Jesus that this virus will not touch them. Mm. Father, we claim the lost into the kingdom tonight. We claim the lost because you've already made a promise by your stripes. By what was done upon Calvary. And when the enemy thought he had you and they laid you in the slab in the tomb, he thought he had you. Mm, no, they come back to find the napkin folded saying, I'm coming back. Ooh, we thank you. We thank you that the grave couldn't hold you. Hell could not hold you. You took the keys from the enemy, you hold the keys. And tonight, we thank you that our families are coming, our friends, that co-worker, that neighbor. Lord, those who we've prayed for for many years are coming because a miracle is about to happen. We thank you for their salvations ahead of time, and we praise you for them ahead of time. Once we get in, Lord, we lift those on the front lines in this nation, the nurses and doctors and, and the uh, uh, emergency workers, police, those who are on duty right now during this virus we ask you to keep them safe we thank you for their sacrifice and what they're doing we ask you to keep your hand upon them lord as our chaplains go out and about be with them use them in this time lord to share your word every eacm pastor minister whatever the ministry is lord across this globe use us father to share your word in a time of need that the lost will hear and come to know you Father, we praise you for it. I thank you for Bishop and Dr. Cheryl for the leadership they give not only to this house but to the EACM, to the network. I ask you to touch them and bless them. Lord, bring a peace in their mind and their spirit during this time we pray. And once again, we lift Apostle and Sister C, Dr. Garner, before you. We thank you for all the years, the foundation they've laid for us to come and give in the word. We ask you to bless them one more time. And tonight, Father, we praise you. We thank you. We glorify you through your Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, Amen. 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 We're going to prepare to receive the offering tonight. The basket will come by once for your tithes, your offerings. If you're joining by live stream, hit the donate link on, on your live stream on your computer. If you're giving here tonight and you have cash or check or cash, put it in the envelope. You can do the credit card with the envelope with the flap open or check. Make it out to ECC. Thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. Let's say our positive confession tonight. We have that. Here we go. Say this with me. As I give in today's offering, I affirm all the tithe belongs to the Lord and is holy. I have willingly set aside the sacred part of my Income according to his word, and by faith and obedience, I now bring my tithes, offerings, and seed into the storehouse, my local church. Father, we ask you to bless the gift the giver. Multiply that which comes in to meet the needs of this house. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
anybody in here dependent on Jesus? I mean, like totally dependent on Jesus. And there's no point without him. It's a waste of time without him, right? Yeah. Feel free to sing with us. The song is simple, it says. Tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. Can't live without you. Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you, no. I can't live without you. So here's my heart. Here's my mind. I give you my soul, Lord. I need you to take control. Cause I tried it all. Tried it on my own, but what I found is I can't make it on my own.
Bishop and I just send bunches of love your way, prayers. We've been praying for you every day. And greetings and blessings. And we miss everyone, and we look so forward to being together again. But how many of you know 
We're the church, amen? And the building holds us, but that's so that we can all get together and have a great time praising Jesus. But it's so exciting that you join me tonight. I want to uh, especially reinforce this morning's word. I spoke on the benefits of this new era and the blood of Jesus. So if you uh, want to hear that teaching, you just need to go to YouTube and Evangel Christian Church channel, and you will hear that word. You will hear Elder Sharon Smith on our Wednesday evening Bible study. You will hear our Sunday morning and Sunday evening with Bishop and I and other various speakers. But it's a great way to go and listen to the word throughout the day. You know, we've, we're coming such a long way from CDs and all that good stuff, tapes for some of us who go way back. Uh, I don't go that far back, but 8-track, how many of you remember that? Rail to rail. But we're in a season where you can just go right on your iPad, right on your phone, and you can see Evangel Christian Churches on YouTube and pick up on all those wonderful teachings. And especially uh, a look at prophetically where we're at in the body of Christ in this hour and where the church is headed. Amen. So it's a great way to stay tuned and to learn and grow in the things of God and stay on top of what God is saying in this hour. Tonight I want to look again at the blood speaks. How many of you realize that the blood of Jesus has a voice. And we are that voice because we have to learn how to use the blood and how to appropriate it into our lives and into our situations. So many of us grew up in the church world where we knew about it. We knew that Jesus rose again from the dead, that he shed his blood. We know these things. They're up in our heads somewhere. But he so desperately wants us to move them from our head understanding to our heart understanding. And he wants to become alive and part of everything that you do. So that is so key because you can't do it without him. You can't live this life on earth without Jesus, without his shed blood. And there's power in the blood. You know, I don't know how many ways we can say that. There's power in the blood. There's been songs written about it. There's power, power, wonder-working power. And the blood of Jesus that was shed for me way back on Calvary. And the whole understanding of the power of the blood of Jesus. And so I really feel like this season, with uh, everything we've gone through, with the virus and everything, we have to get into that positioning and that place of understanding that the blood is the most powerful weapon you have against the enemy. And when you begin to speak the blood, when the enemy hears the blood speak, he runs. How many of you recall the uh, commercial on TV often where uh, someone would say, E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. And it's like, I don't know about E.F. Hutton, but I know that when the blood speaks, the enemy listens. 
He can't bear it. He runs. He's nothing because the shed blood of Jesus has defeated him. And so we have to get this deep down in our spirit. We have to take a look constantly at the cross. Constantly look at what happened on Friday and Saturday and and Resurrection Sunday. We have to look at that not once a year, but constantly be looking at that so that we understand the kind of power that is available to us and that we're not using enough of. In Revelations 13, 8, it's very awesome. How many of you would even believe that you are on God's mind even before the earth was created? And so we look at Revelation 13 and verse 8. And I, I have to apologize. My uh, sound crew worked diligently, and I crashed their computer this morning with the word of God. Amen. We had an overload, I think. But... In Revelation 13, 8, it says, Everyone living on earth will worship it. And the it was the beast. It says, Everything living on earth will worship it, except those whose names are written in the book of life, belonging to the Lamb, slaughtered before the world was founded. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but that indicates to me that we were on God's mind before the world was even created. God was thinking about you and thinking about me and thinking about every person who would love him and come to know him and serve him even before he created the world. That's just awesome. We were on his mind long before we ever were coming to earth. And so he made provision. He made provision right there. Our names were going to be written in the book of life, and it belonged to the lamb slaughtered before, before, before he created the earth. Wow. That is so incredible to me. Before he created a star in the sky, before he created the waters that cover the earth, before he created a mountain or anything you've ever seen with your natural eye that you've traveled to or noticed, before that, you were on his mind. I was on his mind. He was thinking and already preparing for the slaughter of his only son so that our names could be written in the Lamb's book of life. And so his blood, his blood has, before we were even thought of, his blood provided life, provided protection, provided provision. The blood sacrifice. Do you realize that if you study the word of God, every covenant God ever made had a basis in the blood sacrifice? And why? Because we studied that this morning. Without the shedding of blood, 
There was no forgiveness. There was no hope. He said, before I even create the earth, I'm going to make sure there's a way for the people to be redeemed. Wow. I mean, I know a lot of people that make provision, that provide for their families, for their futures, for their grandchildren. But who does that? Who makes provision before anything else has been created? Only our God. Colossians 2.15. Let's look there. Because he triumphed. The blood triumphed over principalities, powers, rulers. You know what that says to me? That God, through the blood of Jesus, disarmed the enemy. Now, I love it when the enemy gets disarmed. I love when he gets booted out of the courtroom. I love when he gets displaced, when he gets pushed right out of the picture. And that's what the blood of Jesus did. Look what it says in Colossians 2.15. Stripping the rulers and authorities of their power. Stripping. He stripped them of all their authority and power. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by means of the stake, by means of the cross. Jesus, you see how how the enemy twists? The enemy tried to make it look to the earth, to every person witnessing the crucifixion, like he had won. Like he triumphed. But look what it says. Jesus on the cross made a public spectacle of the enemy. He made the enemy look so stupid. Why? Because not many days and he rose out of that grave. He rose out of that tomb. And I want to tell you, there's no God. Not Mormon God, not Jehovah Witness God, not whoever God, not Buddha, none of them. They all have got their bones in the grave, not our God. Jesus made a public spectacle of the enemy because of the cross, because of shedding his blood. I mean, wow. We should already be out of our seats wanting to run and tell every person who does not know him yet. Because that is such good news. His blood still speaks. His blood still talks. It still delivers you from every situation of the enemy. Everything the enemy sends your way, the blood still talks. And says, oh no, not not now, not today. No, not today, devil. Get out of here. Here's an interesting point. The only power the enemy has, and you've probably heard this over and over again, the only power the enemy has is the power that we give him. That's the only power 
the enemy has is whatever we give him. Something to think about tonight. Why do we give him any? Why do we do this? Let's look at some ways that we can keep that from happening. How can I... How can I do that, Dr. Cheryl, where I just don't give him any power? How can I walk in the power of the blood daily? How can I make the blood speak through me every day of my life? First of all, let's look at Philippians 3.10. The first thing we need to understand that we can walk in this power every day is to know the truth about the resurrection power. Know the truth about the resurrection power. And it's so much more than what you think. When I began to look at this, I thought, wow, God. It's almost like, have you ever heard it said that our brains are capable of so much more and we tap into maybe a tenth of what our brain is capable of? Well, there is so much more here to the truth about the resurrection power that we have in Jesus and how the blood speaks through that if we will know it if it will become part of us. Philippians 3.10, he says, Yes, I gave it all up. Who's talking here? Paul. Paul says, I gave it all up so that I would know him. He says, I gave it all up to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings as I am being conformed to his death. Paul says, I gave it all up. I gave up being a big old Pharisee. I gave up being a big somebody in the synagogue. I gave up money, wealth. I gave up all this junk because I needed to know him and I needed to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. That doesn't sound like a very narrow, uh, wide gate. That doesn't sound like a huge opening we can all walk through. It sounds like a very narrow way to live. It sounds like we got some decisions to make, and some things to put in position and prioritize. And may we never go back to what was before the virus. May we never go back to what people have called normal. May we give it all up to know him, to know the power of his resurrection. You want to walk daily with the blood speaking through your life? You have to know the truth about resurrection power. We have to draw close to him. 
You have to be aware of him all the time. You have to be saying, Jesus, what do you want to do now? Where do we go next? What do I do with this? What about that? I'm driving here. What do I do now? You have to be constantly going to him, talking to him. We call everybody. We call our pastors. We call the doctor. We call our uh, pharmacist. We call our attorneys. We call our foot doctors. We call this one and that one. No, go to him first. You might save yourself five or ten phone calls. (laughs) We've got to know the power that we have because of his resurrection. Listen, this is so awesome. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 11. This will blow your mind, even though you're going to say, well, I've read that before. But look at Romans 8, 11. And we're going to come back to this scripture again later. But it says, and if the spirit of the one who raised Yeshua from the dead is living in you, say, yes, the spirit of the one who raised Yeshua from the dead is living in me. Then the one who raised Messiah Yeshua from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit living in you. Wow. Wow. The one who raised him from the dead. It's in you. Do you realize what kind of power you have? I mean, if you even thought Superman was somebody, if you even think... The Avengers are something. If you even think Spider-Man was the awesome dude. No. Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God that raised him from the dead, that's the same power that's in you. It's the same power that's in me. My Lord. The power to raise the dead. Why are we living so powerless? when all that power is in us. Why are we living like second-class citizens sitting in the back? We've got incredible resurrection power. I don't know, Dr. Cheryl, I ain't raised anybody from the dead. Because you're dead in some ways. Come alive! And don't be afraid to pray for people. Yeah, this next season, we may have to be very careful and change some of the ways we evangelize, and maybe we aren't going to touch them and lay hands on them right away. But my goodness, that power that will flow out of your hands. My Lord, Peter walked past people, and his shadow healed. That's resurrection power. That's the blood speaking through your life. You want to walk in power? Then you have to know the truth about resurrection. You have to know the power of the blood of Jesus to raise you up. Secondly, activate your faith and choose to believe. Activate your faith and choose to believe. 
You want to walk in power? You want the blood to speak? The blood will speak when you activate your faith. When you appropriate it. When you use it. When you choose to believe God. See, we don't think about the fact that we choose all day long. I'm going to walk with God. I'm not going to walk with God. I'm walking with God. I'm not walking with God. We choose it all day long by what we think, by what we speak, by what we do, by what we don't do. We choose it all day long. I want to walk in such incredible power from the minute my eyes open up in the morning. I want to choose to believe God. I want to activate my faith. Listen, you walk in so much faith. You walk in so much faith, you don't even realize it. You do all day long. You wake up and you make plans to get dressed and go to work. Do you know that that's an act of faith? Because you could drop dead at any minute. (laughs) You go to work and you decide Even before that, maybe I'll go get a coffee. Maybe I'll do this. You activate faith all day long because you're not guaranteed the next minute. Activate that faith with your belief system when it comes to believing God. Oh, but it looks so awful, Dr. Cheryl. You just don't have a clue. This situation looks awful. I don't care. I don't care what it looks like. I've been uh, having God challenge me in so many ways. This looks like this. God will say it's not what it's going to be. Keep moving. This looks like that. God says it's not going to be like that. Keep moving. Well, what about this? Just keep activating your faith. Even if you don't even know if you heard God. How often do we say that? I don't know. I think it was God. Act act on that. Activate your faith in what you believe God to say. You see, when you don't act on your faith, your faith does one of these short-circuitings. It gets short-circuited. Things get cut off. Have you ever been on your phone or your iPad and you press an icon and it comes on and then it goes off and you're back to your screen? It's like a short circuit. And when you don't trust God and when you don't activate your faith, it's like all of a sudden you get short circuited and redirected and you got to get back on track. Activate that faith. You do it anyway. You do it all day long in stuff that you live throughout the day. Come out of that comfort zone and say, okay, God, I'm going to believe you for this because I've done everything I know to do, prayed every prayer I know to pray, said everything I know to say. Okay, God, this one's on you. And watch what he does. It's awesome. It's awesome. Activate your faith. Renew your mind. How many times do I say it a hundred ways, gang? Fresh perspective. Look at it in a new way. Okay? Renew your mind. Renew your mind with the word of God. If you want to activate your faith, 
Renew your mind with the word. Real simple. When I want to believe God for something, when I'm trying to grab a hold of my faith, I go find the scripture. And if I can't find it, I just start speaking. God says, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I know somewhere in this Bible it says, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And call it the way God sees it. Act, Act out your faith. Activate it. Believe God. If you want the blood of Jesus to speak through your life, that resurrected blood of Jesus, then you got to know the power of the resurrection. You got to activate your faith and choose to believe. You know, we can't just run around saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Who cares? Who cares if you don't live it? If you're not doing it? Third, confess it. Speak faith-filled words. Speak it out. Speak out faith-filled words to release blessing in your life. Confess the word. Confess the word. My word, if I don't say it 150,000 times, speak the word of God this year. The devil has tried to take us out by coming against our breath, coming against our voice, Bring in a virus that attacked what? Your respiratory system. For goodness sakes, can you see it? Speak the word. One of our pastors, she ended up in the hospital for a day or whatever recently. But she said, the whole time I'm in that emergency room, I'm by myself because no one can come in with me. And she said, so all I did was worship God and speak the word. And she goes, I was all by myself in a room. I just, I believe you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I'm believing God and worshiping God. Listen, the enemy meant this to destroy everyone and everything, but God. But God is having us confess the word. Faith-filled, spirit-filled words so that we can get blessed. The power of the word is alive when it's spoken. The power of the word. This Bible is not natural. This Bible, it's supernatural. And so the words in it are supernatural. And when we begin to declare them, we begin to declare life. Here's something that I was studying, and I just thought this is such an awesome mystery. I'm studying the mysteries in the Hebrew. And this is just so awesome to me. Okay, we've all heard of the name Yahweh. It's the name for God to the Hebrew people. And it's spelled Y-H-W-H. And in Hebrew, those letters are Yud, He, Vav, and He. And the interesting thing about the name Yahweh is it translates I am. So here's the awesome mystery behind this. That is a very sacred name for God. And yet every time that you say your name, every time that you say 
I am rejoicing. Every time you say your name, I am Cheryl Piscopo. Every time you say, I am feeling sad. Every time that you begin to declare something or speak of yourself, you flow out of him. I am. I am comes first in your life every time you speak. And he made it that way because he wants us to flow from him. I am Sue. I am Joe. I am Scott. I am Clark. I am Karen. I am David. I am David Jr. I am. We flow out of our holy God. And he speaks his name first because we were created to flow out of him. That's awesome. Yahweh. We were created to flow from God. Our blood is transfused through the blood of Jesus. And we are to be Christ to people. And so every time the secret to your life is not only to live for him, but to live from him. Not only to move from his moving, but to act from his actions, to feel from his feelings. We flow out of Yahweh. I am. When we begin to decree our very name, saint, you are decreeing, I am is Lord over your life, and you flow from him. That's just awesome. Faith-filled words. How awesome when you just even begin to identify yourself to somebody. Well, hi, I am Cheryl. I am my God, Yahweh. I flow out of him. Decree the word. Confess it. Now look at this, 2 Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians chapter four, and look at verse 13 and 14. The Tanakh says, "I trusted, therefore I spoke. Since we have that same spirit that enables us to trust, we also trust and therefore speak. Because we know that he who raised the Lord Yeshua, will also raise us with Yeshua and bring us along with you into his presence. I trust, therefore I speak. The blood and the name. The blood 
and the name. We trust in the blood and the name, and therefore we speak it out. And guess what it does? It reminds the enemy he is so defeated. You can't get enough of this in you. Number four, apply the blood of Jesus. Listen, the blood speaks, but it must be applied. It's not some magical mist that travels through the atmosphere. We are the only ones that have the right to apply the blood of Jesus because we have accepted him into our lives, and we have asked him to become Lord. If you're out there tonight and you'd say, what is she talking about? I'm talking about Jesus Christ, our risen Savior, whose blood was shed for every sin you ever committed, and he erases it. He puts it as far as the east is from the west, and he makes it as if you never did it. And then he comes into your life, and he lives, and you become a totally different person. And so many people will say to you, who are you? And you'll say, I've been bought by the blood of the Lamb. And if that's you, pray with me tonight. It's very simple, but it takes a lifetime to live, and that's awesome. But pray with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying and shedding your blood and rising again from the dead. You're the only God that ever did that. And so, Lord, come into my life. Let the blood speak. Speak loud. And Lord, be the Lord of my life. Live in me forever so that I can be Jesus to others. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, let it take my life to live, to understand, and to grow in the things of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's applying the blood. We've got to get this. We've got to get this in our hearts, that applying the blood of Jesus, that's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and defeated the enemy. Apply the blood. Apply the blood. Every situation, every circumstance. When I visit my daughter's homes, I never leave without saying the blood of Jesus over this house, the blood of Jesus over every doorpost, the blood of Jesus over every human being in this house. And they just smile and they go, thanks, Mom. Because the blood, when it is applied, sanctifies, separates just puts this whole area under quarantine. Amen? The blood. The enemy tries to bring curses on you. The blood of Jesus against that. Every morning, take communion. And we're going to do that tonight. So get 
a cracker, get juice, get bread, get water, milk, whatever you got. We're going to take communion. But take communion every day with your mate. Take it by yourself. Take it with your kids and appropriate the blood over your doorposts and your homes. Pray Psalm 91 over every person connected to you and everything. And be sure to apply the blood of Jesus. Apply the blood. You want to walk in that kind of power? You want to walk in where the blood is speaking? The blood speaks when it's applied. The enemy tries to put junk back in your lives. Say, nope, the blood of Jesus. You feel a cold coming on. Nope, the blood of Jesus. He is a trespasser. The enemy is a trespasser. The enemy is a trespasser. Get it in your spirit, and you have all authority. Jesus has given us all authority. We sit in heavenly places with him. We just have to use it. Last one. Declare the resurrection power that lives in you. Declare it. Declare that the blood speaks in your life. Declare it. Declare it. You will go through battles. You will. I will not stand here and say to you, oh, the minute you accept Jesus into your life, life is a bed of roses. No, there's all kinds of those little prickers on there, the thorn bushes and stuff. <laughs> you do not get a bed of roses. You will go through battles, but guess what? The war has been won. You get to look at the last page of the book and say, we win. We must stand. We must believe. We must declare. It is finished. I want you to watch this clip before we receive communion table tonight. I showed it this morning, but it's awesome. And it's really about the blood. The fact that there is blood, that we know blood as blood, and then there is the blood of Jesus. And both God created regular blood to flow. Oh, we don't have it tonight. Okay, very good. We don't. So sorry. But I will show it again. But we are going to receive the communion table. And that is all about the blood. Amen? So, Dr. Scott, amen.